Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, hello everybody, this is Derek Somerville with Backpacking and Blisters again with you. And today with me is the only man internationally known for having the only nose that is also a mosquito trap while he sleeps uh <laughs> carl mandrioli how you doing bud uh, i'm doing good that's pretty accurate actually <laughs> more the mouth i think i catch more with my mouth it's nice sleeping in a tent with you yeah. in that regard oh yeah uh you know if only i could bit. make the zapping sound while snoring <laughs> Mm, no. With me today is Derek, who is such a big rock star, he's even rocked himself to sleep. Derek Somerville. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, I have. Yeah, yes, and I we'll, have. We'll get, to, we'll get to the sleep stuff, so I like how yours are related. That was good. But first, we got tidbits, Thanks. my friend. Tidbits today. Tidbit me. Yep, Todd. And it's been a couple weeks, but he had a response to our response to his... <laughs> mp3 <laughs> and Todd, yeah boy. i don't think we're gonna have time to insert this into the episode we'll see but basically he said he does listen to your rant at the end of each episode and mm. he thinks mm. that isn't good fun just like your intro Ooh. but mine <laughs> mine's not <laughs> maybe it's your tone though maybe your tone just sounds condescending and insulting maybe. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. So. I think when you're laughing i think that it's um clearly in good fun i think what it is really is that todd is simply a fan of yours and not a fan of mine and that is okay that might be you know yeah that might that's be. probably true for most of the listeners out there actually and that's okay it's, you know you're the one that brings them in. That. i don't know about that, that you know <laughs> anyway so that was kind of fun and speaking of the listeners i would like to throw out a challenge to everyone mm. out there with an incentive Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about, Derek? Do you know, do you know what the challenge I'm talking about? Uh, I think so, but I'm going to let you say it. Okay. So we've had a lot of listeners who'd like to weigh in on Facebook and email and now the MP3s, which has been great. And yes. we thought it'd be kind of fun to bring a listener on to like kind of co-host an episode with us, or at least like the meaty part of the episode. And if they're interested, of course... And so we're going to try to do that at some point during the winter time. And we're literally going to draw a name out of a hat. And the literally. way you get your name entered is through either leaving us a review um, on any app, any podcast app. That'll get you one entry. And then getting you two additional entries will be 
um, submitting an MP3 to us so that we can use for our podcast. And, and it, we don't have to use the MP3, but if it, at least you try, then that counts. It does. So, it right. could be horrible, but we'll count it. Well, <laughs> and we didn't guarantee we were going to use all of them. And certainly we haven't used all of the ones we've gotten, but there's been some good ones and it's been good. But if you've already submitted an MP3 and you've already left a review, that still counts as well. So, And then if we draw your name and you don't want to do it, you can certainly decline. True. But that is the challenge with the incentive. Challenge accepted, Carl. Challenge accepted. You're accepting the challenge? Always. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll, I want to co-host with you at some point. I don't know when that will happen. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, sleep. We're talking sleep. about sleep. Right. One of your favorite topics. Well, I think, well, here's the, where the title came from. I mean, aside from the obvious like commercials you see out there that are kind of hammering us, but there was this uh, episode of Alone, that survival show, and this guy mm. was literally carrying like these twigs and branches and leaves, like he had an armful, and he just like was <laughs> trying to create his bed, and then he just looked at the camera, and he's like, what's your sleep number? And I just thought that was so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah I so saw that. I think that the challenge for us, speaking of challenges, is can we make an episode on sleep? interesting and entertaining of course are you up to this challenge is there any doubt i mean i'm ready to go i don't know about you you know well we'll see what you see what you have okay see what you got fair enough okay fair enough so before we jump in i've got our verse for the day it's matthew 8 24 suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat but jesus was sleeping The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And the point of this story is that um, the disciples were obviously lacking faith there. But God can take away our fear through faith in him. And we can have this kind of fear, even maybe not like rocking in a boat, but certainly in the tent we've had situations like that. So we'll see how that plays out. That's true. I've seen it happen firsthand with you in the tent, you know. Right. When, right. Yeah. When the deer was uh, at the tent, you were very scared and, uh, you know, <laughs> God over helped you overcome, buddy. So, you know, deer, deer can be scary for you, I'm sure, you know, licking and things like that. So, Deer can okay. be real scary. All we right. I'll have our, our thing. So we've got, okay, so each of us has three, three tips regarding sleep and getting good sleep. And I told Derek, come up with three tips and we don't want to hear about his bony hips anymore. Oh, boy. That said, I'm guessing at least one, possibly two of your tips have to deal with your hips, but we'll see. No, none of them do, Carl. As we talk about our three tips, I feel like this is going to address four controllable aspects to good sleep. So I feel like each tip will probably hit one of these things. We can control, I've brainstormed four things out there on the trail, things that we actually have control over. So Mm. temperature control, Mm. keeping yourself warm enough, cool enough, Mm -hmm. and so on. Uh, Ground comfort, which you like to talk about. Uh, having having a pillow a pillow i put in as its own category and then of course like our surrounding environment like the environment around us and the environment under us so those are the the four controllable aspects of good sleep so with that said what is your first tip one tip i would do to to help me sleep better is to wear uh dry clothing and also um if you're you know, most of our heat is released through the... Like, if you're warm in your sleeping bag, obviously, you're going to sleep better. So, um, wearing dry clothing, not wet clothing, and also, um, most of your heat is expelled through your head. So, whether that means, like, throw a beanie on, cinch your sleeping bag up around okay. your head if you have one of those... If you have that option on your sleeping bag. Um, 
that would be one tip to help you stay a little snuggly-wuggly while you sleep. (laughs) Snuggly-wuggly. I like it. Yeah. So what you're suggesting is you feel like a lot of backpackers out there are just like wearing wet clothes to bed. I mean, I, I, have we've been around some that you know go to bed with like wet socks, wet underwear, okay, that's, wet shorts. Yeah. The wet socks and wet underwear, I think, are the two, the two biggest. That's what I was kind of getting at. Is those are the two things you want to pay attention to. I don't, I don't see people with like soaked shirts going to bed. That'd be pretty. Think, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even damp, not even necessarily soaked. But okay, so sure. yours was temperature control. I like that. Yeah. And wearing the beanie for sure when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so I'm going to hit the pillow one because I think this is one that gets kind of often overlooked. People just kind of, I don't know. I know a lot of people that stuff their extra clothes or extra whatever inside right. a stuff sack and then that's their pillow. And then that has air in it that slowly deflates throughout the night. And it's not very comfortable. You kind of try to shove things underneath there, your hand underneath there. It's just not working. Mm-hmm. And so I so I guess my tip is to keep buying pillows until you find one that works. Even <laughs> even if it's not the lightest one. So if it helps you get good sleep, like I would even be down for bringing my bed pillow and just shoving it wow. in my backpack just to get good sleep. Wow, that's that's huge for you. That's huge. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't I have a pillow that works for me, but yeah, I just think that it, you you want to have a good pillow, and so you know they have the 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 really lightweight inflatable ones that are just a couple ounces, which are awesome right. if that works. Some of them are kind of slippery. They have um, like stuff, I don't know, compactable versions that are a little bit heavier, kind of more the eight to nine ounce range, but they feel more like a pillow. Like whatever works, I think you got to keep buying a pillow until you find one that works. That's my that's my tip. Do you like the pillow you have now? This is the question. I think so. So mine's kind of in, in between. Mine's four ounces. Fifteen dollars mm. from Amazon, and it's not the slippery kind, mm. and it's it's better. Yeah, it's better than the one that I had before for sure. Okay, okay. Is it the best? I don't know yet. I might have to keep buying them. That's true. That's true. Um, pillow category. What was mine for the pillow category? I don't. Yeah, I didn't even give you categories. If you have one, yeah, I didn't really apply a pillow category one, so I might skip your pillow category. Well, you don't have to hit every category. I just was simply coming up with the controllable you know I, I get that and yeah, i know you get your rules and your little categories and all that so i'm gonna give you something <laughs> outside the box a little bit maybe you didn't think of this maybe you did i don't know some people are very sensitive to noises and lights uh, maybe they're sensitive to the fact like oh my gosh if i gotta get up and go to the bathroom like how am i gonna do that like so, how am i gonna go to the bathroom well, like, you know, you're in the pitch black dark, you know, how am I going to do this without, you know, all that stuff. So something I like to, to try to do before I go to bed in the, in the tent is keep a little, either maybe get your cell phone or like keep a little flashlight, a little light handy next to you, okay. maybe put it in your pocket or something like that, a little light. Also, um, before you're going to bed, um, make sure that you, if you're one of those people that's super sensitive to light and noise, uh, maybe it doesn't scare you, but it just keeps you awake. You know, you always have the earplug and, and eye mask option that uh, I have seen. I like the eye mask. The eye mask is underrated. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I, the one of the trips I've gone on, not with you guys, but another one, a guy brought the eye mask. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, really? Like, you're really going to do it? But, you know, um, it can be bright, like full moon. No, I would it make fun be- of him for that for sure. I, I, would, I would totally make fun of him for that. Oh, I totally did. Yeah. But it was like, you know, if it's like a full moon or a bright moon, it can be kind of distracting if you're one of those sensitive people. So right. pack them in. And they're lightweight usually too, obviously. So your main tip though is to have some sort of like a light, possibly even a headlamp next to you while you yeah. sleep. Because I think 
There was yeah. one night on one of our trips. I don't remember when this was, but I didn't do that, and or I miss. I put my okay. lamp maybe back in my bag. I don't know what I did, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom." It's like four a.m. and I'm fumbling around and I couldn't right. find anything, and it was just really, really frustrating. So I think I would say I would take that to the next level and say, "Put it. Make sure you, you kind of get in the habit and put it in the same spot every time, yeah. right? Whether it's in one of those mesh, mesh pocket in the tent or by your uh, head. in my jacket pocket." Um, pants right. pocket, something, you know, near you, whatever, in the corner of the tent, whatever. Maybe not pants pocket, but yeah. I think that, okay, so that, that makes sense. I, th- I you, you were kind of going more backpacking one-on-one mm-hmm. stuff, and so I thought your next one might have been, like, bring a sleeping bag. Uh, and no. So, that's just making sure. I'm sensing mockery. I know, now I feel it. Todd's talking about maybe is that what that is yeah well and speaking of that you kind of mentioned that I like to make my little lists and you do. categories and this, that's so if you're talking about condescending if you use the word little you're immediately <laughs> condescending to whatever you're talking about is that because you're a big guy or is that <laughs> just apply if you apply it to anything in life and you tell somebody they're doing a little this little that it just sounds condescending what if I apply it to your pinky toe can I call it a little pinky toe is that <laughs> condescending <laughs> Sounds like you're looking for a loophole in this um, <laughs> thesis. What about a tooth? Can I call your tooth little? Is that no? Okay. So just want to make sure. Yeah. So you guys are going to go on a little backpacking trip, huh? Does that make it sound like an epic adventure? No, it does not. A little backpacking trip. Hey, how did your little little surf trip go, Derek? Uh, how'd your that little sounds like you were a little kid going out for a surf and whatever. So whatever you say is condescending when you use the word little. What if I said, are you going to go nigh-nigh? Is that condescending? <laughs> We're talking about sleep, so I thought, oh, little, little Carl's going to do a night-night. It's a, that's condescending, for sure. I think you're good at condescending. I think you're good at this. But I'm glad that you picked up on it. I did. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, go ahead. thanks for that. And yeah. I just, you know, you, you started to go down a road that you had already violated, so I just want to make sure you get called out on that. <laughs> Let me go to my next one. Thanks. Okay. Next one. Okay. Replicate your home life in terms of like sleeping as much as possible. Mm. So whatever works for you to get you to sleep at home, like try to replicate that. And I know it's going to be difficult because your sleeping pad is not going to replicate the feel of your mattress. But I'm talking about some things that you can, again, that are controllable. So for example, if you wrap your legs up in a blanket and that is you know claustrophobic for you, then putting your legs in a sleeping bag might not be very comfortable. So you might want to go the route of, say, a quilt rather than a sleeping bag. Okay, if you just like to be wrapped up, but you'd like to stick your foot out, then you want to have a sleeping bag where the zipper goes all the way down and you can kind of unzip from the bottom, which actually my bag does not allow me to do. Uh, A big one is make sure you're going to bed around the same time. A lot of backpackers go to bed way early because it's dark out and they don't feel like they have anything to do. But this is where kind of some good social time around the campfire, game playing, um, song singing and all that comes into play. Um, any nighttime rituals you have, try to do the, kind of the same way. Like right before you get to bed, you brush, you floss, whatever. Um, if you like to read, just just try to replicate as much as possible, and then that's going to keep your body in sync with itself and more likely to to fall asleep. Hmm. What do you think about that's, that? That's deep. That's deep. Uh, okay. I I would I'd be on board for uh, most of that. Yeah. And for most uh, of that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so what, I think there's some things you, it, that are maybe hard to replicate, like. Depending on what you actually do before you go to bed, I don't know. Um, yeah, like watching a movie would not work. Watching you, uh, a show on your phone, or yeah, unless you download it to a cell phone, then right. That's a whole different issue, but yeah, for sure. Okay, so my third tip for helping you sleep better. 
is probably the most obvious one, I would say. Um, it's wear yourself out. Wear yourself out. Like if okay. whether that's you know hiking all day, obviously is probably the main thing that's gonna help you wear yourself out. But if you are don't you know if you when we get to the campfire or campfire when we get to the camp, I like to like go set stuff up, maybe play some games, um, go check out the surrounding area, help cook like push ups. You talking about do some calisthenics? You could do that too. You could do some, okay. uh, and and that's what I was going to bleed into is like before you go to bed, do some uh, exercises. Like, and I know a lot of I do that actually at home. That's one of my things before I go to bed. I do some exercises, um, and that also helps you stay a little bit warmer. Uh, when you go to sleep as well. So you could do some exercises, gotcha. but stay busy, wear yourself out because your body, if you're like totally dead tired, you're, you're going to sleep through a lot of the yeah, things. I, up. I'm trying to think of a backpacking trip I've gone on where I wasn't worn out by the end of the day. Really? Maybe you're just old. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's, but think about this. There's, there's days where we have like lighter hiking. Like we maybe did five miles that day and you're not that worn out. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't remember that day. That's it. A five mile day that, that maybe with kids i guess but um okay well, t- yeah, well. i see what you're saying I, I see where you go with that i just yeah i'm trying to think of when that's happened recently i guess if you're having so a- would it would it be more of a challenge with kids or or do the kid does the kid factor dealing with the kids kind of wear you out in itself even though oh for sure that does plus carrying the extra kind of you know family gear true but I think where this might, where, where your idea might come into play more is if you were to backpack in somewhere and then you kind of set up a base camp and then now you've got like a day or two of like flex time where mm-hmm. you might just be hanging around camp. Maybe you're fishing. Maybe you're just kind of hanging around. I, I can see that being an issue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I was going to say, okay. uh, well, give me your last one. Then I had one that I think you'll hate but find funny. So my last one is to strategize your sleeping arrangements, whether that's your tent or if you're going to be cowboy camping, just you got to strategize. Yeah. And there's a couple strategies I think you want to, to include. So that could be, that it could include like who's going to actually be in your tent. Huge. And are they loud and are they going to keep you up or are they going to go sleepwalking or are they going to wake you up because they're scared of stuff? So tent mate strategy for sure. Um, can't like your camping spot like is is it level is it gonna be is the tree gonna be blocking the sun so it doesn't kind of wake you up extra early is it gonna give you a little bit extra time in the morning to to sleep in and i even know somebody that um is he's kind of a a person well he snores and he gets bothered by other people that snore and he doesn't want to bother anybody or get bothered so he's gonna start bringing his own tent just so that he can sleep and not have to worry about any of that stuff. Wow. And that's, that's a little huge. extra weight, but if it gets him good sleep, I think it's worth the investment. Huge. Yeah, I mean, that's where you really got to think to yourself, like, am I, is, it, is it worth it to bring in another pound or so or two to get better rest? I think it is. Right. For sure. Right. So, so strategize your tent. Strategize. Are we going head to toe? Or am I going face-to-face? Do I have to smell yeah, you? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is you can't go head-to-toe if you're on a slight angle because whoever is mm. on the bottom end might kind of, gonna, yeah, not drain not out as well and get gunked up. That's not fun. But if you're flat, I recommend head-to-toe. I mean, I don't want to look at your face when I, you know, am in the middle of the night or in the morning. That's, mm. that's not that fun. So <laughs> You don't want to look over and see somebody's face. Your little face. Yeah, I don't want to look at your little <laughs> face. Right. So anyway, okay. Uh, so okay. So I found this one that I thought you think was funny. It's not really any. So there was one I found that was. It just mentioned like keeping things dry, and their recommendation was. I didn't use this because it was kind of ridiculous, but it was uh, 
they, they mentioned using a tarp, uh, and you can use that tarp as a footprint under your tent to keep okay. everything from seeping out and keeping things dry, blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, would Carl ever use this recommendation on a trip? And my answer was no, because I know your love of Wait, footprints. Wait, so, so, so basically bring an extra tarp is what you're saying? Bring an entire huge tarp that might weigh, like, you know, more than you want it to. And just, okay. uh, you know. Yeah. I think it depends on where you're going for sure. Like if, it's, if you're particularly. I might do that if wet. I'm camping like two miles in or something. You know, you can obviously yeah. bring more. Yeah, no, but we talked about the. Yeah, you're right. That, that one is ridiculous. I'm with you. Pretty for the most part. For the most part. Otherwise, you can just bring a footprint. That's true. Okay. So I got a couple questions sleep related. And then we'll see what you, ha- what you have for us. Okay. Um, you kind of already referenced one of my questions. Hmm. But you got to go to the bathroom really bad like like you gotta go pee basically yeah and it's like four thirty-five in the morning you it's cold outside mm. you don't want to get up and get out of the tent you don't want to wake everybody up you don't want to get out of your warm sleeping bag but you got to go to the bathroom so you can kind of tough it out and try to just get another hour or two of sleep or you can just go for it are you the person that goes for it or are you the person that is going to just tough it out uh i think i'm a guy that uh just goes goes and goes pee because I know okay. that I won't sleep if I don't. And I thankfully am a person that can go do that and then go right back into my sleeping bag and go right back to sleep. So it's not gonna like yeah. I'm not gonna be like I'm up now. So I think it, a lot of it depends on right. what kind of person you are. Where it's like my wife will do that and she's like oh I'm up I'm not going back to sleep. Right. So I think I stay. Yeah, I think I'm up. So I think I got to tap it out. But. Especially if it's cold outside and I'm really nice and cozy in my sleeping bag, like I do not want to get out. But I'll say this: different uh, people. The one time, so it was, uh, when I went to Antarctica, there was a night where we dug our own like snow grave in the middle of you know the snow. Obviously, did you call it a snow grave? <laughs> they they call it a snow grave, right? So you get your little snow cave, snow cave. <laughs> Grave, not cave. Okay, I could be laughing and be really ignorant about this. I've never heard it called a snow grave before. Well, that's what they call it when we were there. So what do I know? So I'm right. digging my snow grave because I guess if I freeze during the night, then I'm already I'm already in the grave, right? So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay. So so anyway, we have that. We have our bivy sack, and uh, you know they're like, okay, if you guys want to spend the night overnight on the you know on the continent, go ahead, go for it. So I'm in there sleeping. It's like you know. 2 a.m. There's like 30 of us out there. We're all in our little, you know, holes in the ground or whatever. And then all of a sudden it hits me. And in inside the 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 bivy and my little hole, I'm like, I'm pretty warm. But I know if I unzip and I go outside, it's below zero. So it's like right. horrible, right? So I, right. but I'm like, I gotta go pee. I gotta do it. So I unzipped, right. went out. It was horrible. I paid, went back in, but it was like the process of doing it, you know, because you mentally you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, the process of unzipping, getting up, right, getting out. Uh, Thankfully, could you just like dig an extra side, like compartment that would just enable you to just not get all the way out? Oh, that would have been that would have been a good idea, actually. I think now if I went, everyone went back there, which I probably won't, but I would have been a little bit smarter about my snow grave and had some extra maybe compartments in there where I could just. Like a kitchen, like yeah, a bathroom. like a little, like a little, like, like a little couch. pee hole, you know. Just I don't have to okay. get up, but just just go. Right. That yeah, no, I think that that's an issue for sure. That's that's a good 
story that kind of correlates. Yeah. And I think that really the solution is somebody needs to invent a device where you can simply stay in your sleeping bag and there's a long, lightweight hose that goes all the way out and away from your tent. So just like a catheter and then you're done. Pressurized so that it kind of go. yeah, once it leaves you, it stays away. Fair enough. So Fair enough. there you go. We'll, we'll work on that. Okay. okay. Uh, next question I had was I talked about kind of how there's these controllable aspects to good sleep and we can't, we hit, I think all of them, mm-hmm. but there's also aspects to good sleep that we simply, that are out of our control, especially trying to help somebody else. They're, I would call them uncontrollable aspects to good sleep. Right. So can you, I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you give me an example of something that would be out of your control that could affect your sleep? Weather, of course. Um, yep outdoor noises of you know well i guess you could try to control it but like if you had heavy wind and lots of animals for some reason are making tons of noise for whatever reason wind going through trees can be kind of noisy uh and if you're a light sleeper and you're like oh i didn't bring any earplugs that's a problem right and that's that's an uncontrollable aspect by itself as being a light sleeper as well oh yeah so the one that I've run into the most, you kind of hit on a little bit, is with the noises and the animals, is people, some people that go have a general just fear. And yes. they sometimes they like to blame it on the animals, like, what if a mountain lion, like, rips through my tent and attacks me? Right. But some people are simply just being, they're just afraid of being outside. They have a fear of kind of the unknown, I guess, out there, right? Well, yeah, I think, yeah, if you think you're, and it's always easier safety in numbers, you feel more secure for whatever reason. But if you're by yourself and you're doing, like, when you did your long trail, Sure, there's a lot of nights where you're like, I'm in my little tent, or I'm maybe I'm just I didn't even bring a tent, I'm just sleeping under the stars or whatever. You're kind of vulnerable, exposed to all kinds of stuff out there. So I could see how that could cause fear. Right. And we talk about how that thin piece of nylon is not much of a defense mechanism. But yes. I think what some people do, which this is kind of a coping mechanism for this is they will, rather than trying to worry about it themselves, this is what's happened with us, is they will simply wake somebody else up and then say, here's what's going on, here's what I'm afraid of, mm-hmm. now you deal with it. And then they go back to sleep. <laughs> so. <laughs> so true, so true. If that works, it works. <laughs> I think it's just for, so then, so they can verbalize their fear, and then they're like, okay, okay, I feel better. Somebody right. else is is up with me. It's easier. <laughs> Somebody's on that. Right. This guy's more experienced. Right. There's a monster outside, like not an animal, a straight up monster. Just can you go take care of that? I'm going back to sleep. Something like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah. So uh, when I was preparing for this episode, I was, I was reading some stories and I read one about from National Geographic about a guy who was just sleeping in his tent. He'd been backpacking many times. Uh, and then all of a sudden he feels some pressure on his head and he's being dragged through the tent. Um, a bear had like grabbed his head and like had oh drug him like twelve feet before he ended up getting out of the whatever. And he had and it showed like a picture with some like you know he had some scars and some some of this and that. And he I think he got like a few stitches. It wasn't too bad, but um, it was crazy because he's like I actually now I don't fear animals when I'm sleeping. Like I know that's a pro- possibility, but like the odds of that happening are so slim. Uh, and I think. Obviously, something that I think that wasn't really touched on as much as it should have been was like, you know, he had not packed his food correctly. Right, right, Um, right. And like we've talked about, like you have to put your food far away from where you sleep and pack it and seal it in the bear canister or hang it or whatever. But don't keep it near your tent or don't keep things in your tent that have a a smell or a stench or an odor. So um, it was interesting. I think that... 
Was that was that just an interesting story for you, or is that just a story that you could tell? It was more of an interesting story because you know, I think I've had that fear early on where like I'm sleeping and I'm like, man, what if a bear just like sat on me or like rolled right. over or bit me through the th- or just clawed? You know, you're thinking like something like that is going to happen where. In reality, like, you know, the bears are more like, let me just prod around here and snoopy snoop snoop and let me check things For out sure. here. And they're more, you know what I mean? They're not just coming here and like slash you to death. Well, I think I shared with my, with my lot, that bear episode that I have had a bear sniff my head through the tent, but I've never had them actually grab on, which then I might have some different, right. yeah, thoughts about that. But are the, if you if we follow all of these tips, is it guaranteeing us a good night of sleep? No, of course not, because of all these uncontrollable factors, like you mentioned with the weather and being a light sleeper, and, and, and we can't completely replicate our home life. But if it helps you a little bit, it helps you a little bit, and it's certainly for, for me at least, it's a work in progress trying to get the best night's sleep out there. Um, yeah, and that's, that's reality, right? You're outdoors. There's a lot of right. unknowns. Uh, there's no guarantees, but you can obviously prepare to put yourself in the best situation right. you can. I think the longer you're out the there, the more kind of easier your body gets or the t- more tired it gets and so you get better sleep the, the more nights you're out there yeah correct okay. the more you control the controllables the better right. so mm. all right so your trivia this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and tecovis is your stop for the best in western style tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, I got a few, yeah, it is. I got a few, uh, I got two or three questions here, and they're a little bit different each, okay? So first question is this. I'm going to give you, this question is pretty simple. I think you can figure this out. Um, Before you go to bed, 
what should you do? This is you're obviously out on the trail. What should you do at least two times before you go to bed? What was recommended? And and you should probably do this like thirty, 30 minutes, minutes before. before. You go to bed. Well, now I'm going back to the, the rituals. There, like part of the ritual would be going to the bathroom, brush my teeth, and putting the food away, kind of the camp chores. But I'm guessing, based on what I know of you, that you want to talk about the bathroom. So I'm gonna say going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Go at least two times. Correct. Okay. For you, it's probably going to be like three or four times, but, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, that's well, it's kind a of a fill bl- in the blank. Do I, do I have a little bladder problem? <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot for all these okay. people, but uh, <laughs> that was the fill in the blank question. That was kind of the easy question. Okay. So my second question is going to be like three truths and a lie. Okay. So I'm going to give you three things that will help you stay warmer while you sleep okay uh the fourth one or third or second or first no order obviously one of them is gonna be a lie so you got to figure out which one is the lie okay and there we go uh okay uh something that can help you stay warm is uh drinking a beverage before bed non-alcoholic beverage okay uh number two you can eat a snack before bed. Okay. Eat a, eat a snack. You know, just have a little... Before you brush your teeth, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, give yourself a little, you know, a little snacky snack. Right. And a little snack. Uh, another one, stuff some styrofoam in your shirt or pants <laughs> or socks. Styrofoam. <laughs> And why do you have styrofoam when you're out backpacking? I'm not saying what you brought. I'm saying what would keep you warmer. Okay. I thought you were going to say stuff some leaves under your sleeping no, bag. No, everybody knows about the leaves. Okay. Okay. And then the fourth one, wrapping, <laughs> <laughs> wrapping cellophane around your head <laughs> and then going to sleep. <laughs> Or feet, cellophane around your head (laughs) and or feet. If you wrap it around your head, do you get to at least cut a hole for breathing? No, just the top of your head. Let's say above your eyebrows. (laughs) Not your face. (laughs) Yeah, not your face. (laughs) That would be absurd. Okay. Okay. So uh, and wait wait I have a I have a, an additional one as well um another another head one uh, <laughs> okay. it's to put uh, foil around your head as well so you have foil option you have the saran wrap option you have the styrofoam you have the snack you yeah. have the non alcoholic beverage so I think that this is what makes your trivia better than mine is because you. You really go outside the box on these. You, th- you think of things that are scenarios that are never going to happen. <laughs> and, then, and then you suggest them. It's like, this is helpful knowledge for people to know about if they want to stay warm at night. So, Folks, this is what happens when Carl feels threatened by a challenging <laughs> question. He likes to mock the question. And it's it's not about I'm not mocking. I, I, I compliment the okay. question. That's okay. And, uh, Todd, I know what you're talking about, dude. I know what you're talking about. Look, I, I'm genuinely... I'm genuinely These are legit. These are legit <laughs> things that people have tried to do okay. to stay warm at night. I'm telling you, uh, I'm uh, genuinely entertained by this question. I think this is, like I like your <laughs> trivia question. But you're saying but you're saying that this would never happen. These are things that okay. I have researched that people have actually done. 
All right, I will I will say that maybe I'm wrong, and if any listener wants to, to chime in and talk about when they brought the styrofoam or the cellophane wrapping, then I will eat crow on that one. Um, but okay. anyway, I'm going to get to your question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 90% sure I'm going to get this one right, but I'm going to kind of analyze it. So we've got the food, which I feel like is going to warm you up because it's going to kind of, yeah, like it's, it's just fuel for your body, so it's it's giving you calories, giving you fuel to burn. It's going to keep you warm. Um, uh-huh. The stuff on the head, this, this, the aluminum foil is kind of a heat reflector. It's going to reflect the heat back. And then the The rat- foil is kind of a gag. The foil is kind of a joke one. Yeah, so well, they kind of make, like, Columbia kind of makes these jackets essentially have the foil inside to kind of reflect your heat. And then mm. the cellophane wrapping will obviously trap the heat in, so that's going to keep you warm. And then the other warm the styrofoam is an insulation so i don't know why you'd have that but that could be a way to insulate for sure so i think the beverage is the one that actually is going to cost you heat I, th- I think i read somewhere that like when you have that kind of a, the liquid in your body like water like when you're holding your um your pee in basically like it actually makes you expend energy and expend heat and so that one actually will suck heat out of your body yes Yes. So you you got you got. It. I was very subtle about it though. It, it was drink a warm. Actually, drinking a warm non-alcoholic beverage is, is helpful. I just said drink a beverage. But even the warm ones just temporarily helpful, right? Like it's not gonna like right. Like yeah. if you're having tea before bed, that's temporarily helpful. So right. that was their suggestion. But just drinking a regular cold beverage will not keep you warm. Um, but there were people um, who have saran wrapped their own heads, um, and there was a guy. I found a story. There was a guy who went backpacking. And I sh- and he brought some, I think in the car he had some uh, some of the styrofoam. He had some packages in there, or some something else from something else uh, deliveries or whatever. And he they were okay. in the car. They got to the spot, and he pulled something that one of our members did. Is he's like, oh my gosh, I forgot my sleeping bag. Right. What am I gonna do? So he and he didn't have a dinosaur costume. Is what you're saying? He didn't have a dinosaur costume. Okay. He used the styrofoam and put it inside of his like sweatpants or and his socks and his shirt as best he could, and uh, he said it worked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now I don't I don't know where they went. I don't know how cold it was, but he said it helped. So uh, okay, that was pretty funny. Well, uh, I have one more little question for you. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, they did a survey about what is the top thing in the wild that scares people the most in general whether that keeps you up whether that just scares you in general whatever so there's one of these six things is the most scary thing for people when they are out backpacking or camping or or whatever all right um number one mosquitoes okay number two snakes hmm Number three, sounds of rustling bushes or trees. Yeah. Uh, number th- four, uh, the quiet or silence. Okay. Uh, number five is smelling Carl's feet. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, and number six is bears. It's got to be the rustling sounds or the snakes, I would guess. So the snakes, I don't know, man. Like if you're in a really warm area, it, it, snakes could be an issue. But otherwise, this is number blooded. one, and this is like nationwide number one. They did right. a survey. I'll, I'll Obviously, go snakes. snakes. Yeah. 
Snakes was at the bottom of the list, actually. Um, (laughs) Well, right below your feet. Uh, Actually, it was no. The number one was the quiet silence. What? Okay, I would not have gotten that one. I wouldn't have gotten that either. I love that. But some people, a lot of people, were saying like when it's super quiet and they can't hear little crickets and animals, or they can't hear the wind through the trees. Yeah, um, it's it's very agitating. Yeah, you know what. That might be why people like to, to sleep next to like running streams. Just oh, yeah, and that was a suggestion, you know, to create some white noise by okay. sleeping next to a stream or something like that. So right. Well, another solution is just bring a sound machine, one of those portable battery-operated sound machines, and you can. You fake can, it. or you, they have apps on your phone, which I have one, and they have different types of white, brown, or pink noise. Wait, you have an app on your phone for like sounds for sleeping. I do, because uh, one of our trips, we stayed, when we went to Colorado, we stayed in somebody's house, and we had to get up at like 4 a.m. or whatever it was. Right. And when we went to Aspen, and I remember thinking, like, I know I'm going to be in this room, and uh, I need to go to sleep, and I know these guys are going to snore, so I need to have some some noise. So I chose the brown noise, which was perfect. What's brown noise? It's kind of like a... So white noise, you can think of the TV, right? That's yeah. what that sounds like. Pink is a little bit, um, it's a little bit like a lower, like pink is a little bit lower and then brown's like the lowest uh, pitch, I guess you could say. It's like a little bit lower. It's like not almost so like, 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 um, like if you're driving, it's like the, uh, the hum of Kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a more muffled, lower, okay. staticky sound. Gotcha. So, yeah. Well, Derek, that was a good little trivia there. You know, I'm proud of you. <laughs> so got two for three so i'm not sure if it's passing but I'll that'll do I'll, I'll allow it all right guys that's gonna wrap it up for us today on the bnb podcast uh please submit us your mp3s send us your uh reviews on apple and google play and remember we're gonna count those for submissions to have a winner uh help us co-host an episode so um We look forward to hearing and reading all of those. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Have a good one. So there was one more thing that keeps me awake at night. I didn't want to say this in front of Carl because he's, you know, as we all, as we all know, guys, he's a little sensitive, and that's okay. So there was, there's this thing that he does, and I, I think he's the only backpacker on the planet that can do this. But like while he sleeps, he doesn't really snore, which is great. But he his nose, his nose whistles songs. Like he can sing songs with his nose. Um, My country, tis of thee, you know. God bless the America Star Spangled Banner. I hear some noise. There's some background noise. I'll, I'll take care of that. Anyway, um, so just be aware of those things, guys. Bring those, bring those earplugs. Bring those nose clamps because you might get stuck with a singer. Peace. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. 
Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.